everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca, and this is Macy. Hello. Hi. And today we're bringing out back our guest from last week. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself again? Hello, I'm Jared Fairclough from Toughpigs.com and from last week's episode. I'm back to make things real uncomfortable again. Yay, fantastic. <laughs> we are glad to have you back. And I'm glad to be back. Yay! In this episode, we're talking about minutes 21 and 22 of Toy Story. I'm excited. I'm very excited, too, because this is one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and amazingly, it's a continuation of what we've already looked at. I know. Oh, it's yeah, like we planned it. <laughs> kind of. It's almost like we're going in chronological order. Oh, so I was really hoping we were going to talk about the... Uh, the incinerator scene from Toy Story 3, but I guess not. <laughs> We're just skipping three years worth of podcasts. Yeah, it's fine. We'll record that one now for in the future, <laughs> so you've got it in the bag. We'll, yeah, we'll release it in, like, 2025. Yeah, yeah. you've got it banked. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so are we ready to just jump in the fire? No I pun am. intended? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was well done. That was impressive. <laughs> Alrighty, so these two minutes start off with Mr. Potato Head finishing his line that he had started last week saying, man, the dolls must really go for you. Can you teach me that? It cuts back to Woody and Slinky at the other end of the bed. Slinky laughs and says, golly, Bob, howdy. Woody tells him to shut up and crosses his arms and says, in a couple of days, everything will be just the way it was. They'll see. They'll see. I'm still Andy's favorite toy. Which I feel like Woody telling Slinky to shut up is another remnant of like the the Black Friday version of of the Toy Story script where Woody was what much more mean. Because if you watch like the clips um of like the storyboards and stuff, and that Woody's just a jerk to Slinky the whole time. I mean to everybody, but especially Slinky. Yeah, he really treats Slinky pretty bad, and I feel like that in itself was something for Disney to just say, no, this is not, no. It's animal abuse. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's I always, animal abuse. I, it's funny, like, I would almost, not rather, because I love this film, but I still would love to see a film with Woody being just a real jerk. Like, I would have liked to have seen what they would have done with it, it's the same as, um, like, The Greatest Showman, right? So mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's character is based on, like, a real person. Hugh Jackman's character in that film is the down-on-his-luck, ah, oh, underdog, look what I can do. In real life, that guy was a real bad guy. And I watched that movie and went, yeah, this is fine, but I would rather have seen a movie where Hugh Jackman actually was a jerk like a historically accurate yes. yeah. movie about P.T. Barnum. Yeah, exactly right. I am very familiar with that movie because I babysit a girl with Down syndrome, and she loves that movie. Mm-hmm. We probably watch it like twice a week. I can probably recite the whole movie from memory at this point. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a great movie. <laughs> no, well, when you do uh, The Greatest Showman two minutes at a time, The Greatest Two-Man, I can't think of what the joke would be. No, no um, thank you. No? <laughs> Well, I was going to start that podcast. I won't invite you on. (laughs) 
At the 16-second mark, the song Strange Things starts to play, and we see a montage of Buzz becoming Andy's favorite toy and becoming popular with the toys in Andy's bedroom. It starts off with Andy playing with Woody and jumping on his bed before having Buzz pretend to shoot Woody with his laser. Andy runs into his closet and changes into a Buzz Lightyear t-shirt and some cardboard wings and a helmet that he's made, yells, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, and runs out the door. It cuts to a close-up of Woody lying on the ground looking upset. I think we've talked before about, like, how creative Andy is and, like, how he was, like, making those boxes, like, buildings out of those little boxes, and now he's got, like, his little... This little cardboard helmet and wings. I just love that. It's so cute. I, think I know. My, I think that's really cute, too. First note for the whole thing was how good Andy at art. Like, he's a good little <laughs> artist. Yeah. Like, you see a couple of these things up on the wall, like he's um, drawing of Woody and these boxes and stuff. And it's like, you're a solid little artist, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got, like, a really good animation, uh, imagination. Yeah. You Is know, ever thinking of all these things. Goes to uh, college to study, because... I reckon it had to be art. Cause look at him, like dude's for a creative. sure. I really do think that dude. too. He was going to go to like art school or something because that's that's way too much to like put effort into that just for him to go into like go be a doctor or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 impressive, and it's like and again looking at the animation of like Andy in this. Yeah, he's a creepy human. Like you can tell. Like I know they've talked about not being able to figure out humans. We talked about it a little bit in the last episode. But like, there's him when he's flopping, like Woody around when he's running around, and you see his face, mm-hmm. and you d- don't freeze frame on that. <laughs> you will have nightmares. It's terrifying. I'm just gonna say this again because I bring this up almost every other video. He's still not as creepy as the baby on Tin Toy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's fair that's a fair call it's just i i can't get over that horrific baby it's uh, no <laughs> it's a no thank you from me <laughs> that's terrifying i feel yeah. like they didn't really figure out i mean the humans in toy story 2 look better it's still not super great i feel like they didn't really figure out humans until like the incredibles yeah they had a lot of time to actually work on humans in The Incredibles because all the characters are human, you mm-hmm. know? So they had to really study how to make the skin look not plasticky and how to make everything look more textured so that it looks less scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've just noticed that I really appreciate, because this would have been like someone going, I'm just going to put this little fun thing in there. Is that when he runs in to the um, closet as Woody, and it like any other thing I think would have had would have kept the static shot, would have had him run in, and then would have had him run out as Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. But there's a slight cut, and the camera moves. Yeah, and it's like a nice little, uh, almost like the camera crew like screwed up or something like that. Right. Um, <laughs> which obviously would have been on purpose, and it's uh, yeah, it's a nice little touch. Nice little human interest. Yeah, Yeah, I noticed that too. So I'm just going to say right now that Strange Things is one of my favorite songs in Toy Story. I have it on my Spotify, so at work I'm blasting it, and I'm pretty sure the girl next to me in the cubicle is like, oh my gosh, shut up with that song already. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, I think um, the line about Buzz being like some little punk in a rocket. Yeah. Might be one of my favorite song lyrics of all time. Yeah. I like that lyric too. <laughs> this uh this is just classic Randy Newman though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. like there's a there's a family guy joke about it that he just sings about what he sees. Yeah. I, and I, I really think I've is, seen that. Yeah. And he's just he's literally singing about what you're seeing on screen at the moment. Right. It's the same as um what is it? It's uh don't like I can't let you throw yourself away or whatever on uh, Toy oh, Story yeah. Four, which mm-hmm. is when Forky keeps trying to throw himself in the trash, and the song's literally "I'm not going to let you throw yourself in the trash." Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, put a little more effort in, buddy. Like a little more subtlety would be nice. Have either of you seen? I think it was a sketch from Mad TV um, that was like, "What if Randy Newman wrote the songs for uh, his new Star Wars movie?" Yes. <laughs> That one's great. I love that skit. Because it's kind of a similar thing where he's just like, he's just making up songs based on whatever comes to his mind. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, like he's very good. Don't get me wrong. He's a good sing- songwriter, but he's also he like he, one, two drafts max, I think. And then Randy's like, right, give me the next one. Yeah. 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 I feel like, too, this. Uh, a lot of his like repertoire outside of the stuff that he's done for movies and things like that is kind. Of, he's kind of known for for his snark in a lot of his songs. Like you think yeah. about the song like "Short People" or that song that he did a couple years ago about uh, Putin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is like this is the the one song in the movie that where we can actually get to see like that side of Randy Newman. Yeah, I like that they brought the snarkiness of Randy Newman to the movie. It's like in this song, Ran, uh, Randy's snarkiness is uh, is Woody's snarkiness. Uh, Woody's snarkiness in the movie. Mm-hmm. I like that those two things kind of like blend together. Mm-hmm. One thing that always bothered me when I was a kid and still bothers me now is that Woody looks horrified. To see that the bed sheet has changed. <laughs> yes. Were you on the bed when it happened? How did you not notice that yet? That's a Were very good thing to Were you in the toy box when they changed it and then they just threw you back on? Or what yeah. happened? Yeah. How have you not figured that out? You had to climb up onto that thing. Surely you've seen it enough <laughs> to realize it's changed. The only thing I can think of where it kind of makes sense is if maybe Andy just like set him down on there. And yeah. Like, when Andy leaves, he gets up and he realizes, oh, it, the bedding has changed. <laughs> yeah. Sonny, though, when, um, when Woody does that, when he notices, he opens his mouth. And he opens his mouth, like, <laughs> like far too the wide. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's another little bit of animation cheating, which must look horrifying from another angle. Because you can actually see a little bit of his chin has gone into his neck. Yeah. Like, oh. the animation of it. And, uh, yeah, that's going to look horrifying from another angle. I didn't notice that. I mean, if you think about it too, like you know, the the bed was Woody's spot, you know. So having having it taken over by the Buzz bed sheets must be uh, upsetting for him. That's just downright blasphemy to Woody. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, at the 44 second mark, it cuts to a shot of Andy's cowboy posters and drawings changing to Buzz's posters and drawings. Woody turns around to realize that Andy's cowboy bedding has been changed to Buzz bedding, which is what we just talked about. Now, why is he so upset that the um, cowboy poster changed when it's not even a Woody poster? Like, I know it's a cowboy poster. Yeah, maybe because he realizes, like, I'm slowly becoming the not favorite toy because he used to be all about cowboys and now it's all about this funky little space dude. So that's probably what's going on in his head. Yeah. Have we, I don't know, again, I don't know what you guys have spoken about or not. Have you spoken about the Christmas toy, which is the old Jim Henson uh, film or special? Um, we haven't. Bianca, have I told you about this before? I don't think you have. So there's an old uh, Jim Henson Christmas special called The Christmas Toy, which mm-hmm. is about a toy uh, who gets replaced as the favorite toy by a space toy and tries who to basically, that... yeah, who thinks that they are an actual space, like, astronaut. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this thing came out in, like, the 80s. and uh. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. I've got to imagine that that's not a coincidence. That was probably the inspiration. It could have been. Um, I mean, I call plagiarism. Look, I love, I love, uh, you know, the Muppets as much as the next person. Actually, no, I love them far more than the next person. (laughs) So I've got Kermit the Frog's eye tattooed to my arm. Um, But (laughs) I will still argue Toy Story still probably did it better. Yeah, Yeah, I've I've only seen. I've only seen the Christmas toy once a few years ago, and it, it was fine. Yeah, you probably don't need to anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, too, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stories about toys coming to life. Um, I feel like may, maybe you can totally pin it on, like, uh, you know, they saw this before, and and they intentionally tried to copy it. Because I feel like some of some of the elements, you know, we've seen in other stories about toys coming to life as well. I certainly don't think that's an intentional, you know, right uh, plagiarism. But yeah, I can't imagine it was accidental because there are a lot of similarities between these two films. And we know that some of the guys at Pixar are Muppet fans. They are. Like Pete Doctor, he worked on this movie. That is a good point. You've got a lot yeah. to answer for, Pete Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that in my letter. <laughs> With all your complaints. With all my complaints, which is a reference to last week's episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just remembered that we haven't spoken about that this episode. It's been a whole week. It's been a whole week. Oh, my God. And it's gone fast. Yes. It feels like only about 25 minutes ago. Can't remember a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> what I was wondering is if they're about to move in like less than a week, why is Andy's mom like letting him change his bedding and like all the posters and everything when you know they're they're probably getting ready to like pack everything up and move to the new house? That doesn't make sense now that I think about that. Or if she's trying to, because you know some moms are crazy. 
And they're like, we have to wash everything before packing it. So maybe she just washed the cowboy stuff and was like, okay, put the Buzz Lightyear stuff. I don't care. So she just packed that and then it's going to pack the Buzz stuff later. I don't know. It's a maybe. solid argument. I mean, that's, that's logical. <laughs> um, but again, I, I yeah, agree. Like the posters and everything like that. Like, sure, You would be you can, taking you stuff can, like that down. Yeah, you can hold it a week, mate, before you put it up into the new house. You're just creating holes for the new homeowner. <laughs> Unless he's using tape. No, no, oh, it's tax. I just had a look. He's definitely oh, got pins he... in the wall. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's just creating holes for the new homeowner. Maybe he just put the tax in the same spot as before. <laughs> well, I mean, right, let me, while, we, while we look at that, let's see whether or not I'll, uh, this is, this will be fun. I'll watch this live and see if it, okay, no is the answer to that. Because also on the side, uh, you got like the Buzz Lightyear Deep Space Code. Oh, there wasn't yeah. actually anything there yet, so he created new holes. Oh gosh! He is not a respectful seller. His mother <laughs> is not a respectful seller to these new people. Or are they just going to probably get rid of these walls anyway? Because they don't want the uh, clouds wallpaper, surely. Probably not. If it's especially like an older kid, they're like, "What are these clouds? It's painted." Speaking of the posters, the one, the new one on the right, it looks like it has, it looks like it has a bunch of stuff written on it. And I'm, I meant to see if I could figure out what that was. And I, I just totally forgot. Like at the bottom, it says deep space, but that's all I can make out. So it's got deep space code and, uh, and obviously there's coding. It looks like almost, um, almost Morse code on it, but there's nothing on the poster to decode. <laughs> so unless so you already came... have to know it. <laughs> yeah, you already have to know it. Or there's obviously like maybe cards came with it. Maybe there's something on the Buzz Lightyear box that you have to decode. And it probably just says to infinity beyond. Um, maybe. But yeah, I noticed that because it's got all that and then it's got uh, numbers uh, zero to nine. So Mm. Yeah, because I, I looked at that as well and thought, oh, is there like a code? Like if we go on it, is it going to be like, you know, Pete Doctor was here or something like that? <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, there's nothing to decode anywhere in this shot. <laughs> I kind of want the what, the poster that of Buzz that is above Andy's bed. I, I would actually kind of like to have that poster. <laughs> I'm sure cool it probably poster. exists somewhere. I I'm actually... No. Now that I think about it, I might have seen like some fans recreate it. Yeah, someone on Etsy would have remade that somewhere. Yeah. I've actually seen that print as a blanket, like a throw blanket. And oh. I really wanted that blanket. <laughs> yeah, right. that would be. Are that we moving on? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? That's my favorite part of podcasting is the awkward pause. When yeah. no one knows what's next, like, do we? Do you want to talk? Do you, do you want me to talk? What happens? Oh, it's the worst. And it's inevitable. It happens in every podcast. No matter how professional it is, there's always a, oh, this pause is going on too long. What happens? That's where the magic of editing comes in. Yes. yes. It's very fantastic. Okay, so are we ready? Yes. Okay. At the 58-second mark, Buzz is helping Rex learn how to roar. He tries to, it sounds pathetic, so Buzz shows him a couple of tips, and suddenly he can roar so loud that he blows all of Potato Head's parts off. Buzz shakes his hand to congratulate him. 
How did Buzz know like what to do to help Rex roar? Exactly. I'm like, you're a little spaceman. Y'all don't have dinosaurs. <laughs> Unless they did the whole Jurassic Park thing and brought them back to life. Or maybe maybe it's like an alien. Maybe he is somehow like familiar with some aliens that can roar or something like that. <laughs> But when he when he blows all of um potatoes stuff off him, again physics, like where's the air coming from? Because Rex hasn't got an internal system; he hasn't got lungs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or does he? Oh, that's horrifying. That is horrifying because there's that little short of him taking a bath, and isn't he like in the water or something? Like, yeah, he's probably all drowning. Yeah, going into your you're dry drowning yourself. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know where this stuff's coming from, but oh, another thing to Pixar. Get your physics together, mate. I, I mean, I can't believe in the movie where toys come to life <laughs> that toys can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, because isn't there one, isn't there a moment, it might be later on in this film, where there's a match? And isn't one of them trying to blow it out or something like that and can't do it? I might um, be making that up. Well, I know, I know at the a... end, Woody has a match and he's trying to light it, and then the car comes by and that's and what I could be. Out. That's could be what I was thinking of because, uh, yeah, like because surely because he wouldn't be able to breathe that out either. Mm-hmm. So he needs Rex because that is the only toy with lungs, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and I've thought about that too ever since I was little. I'm like, can they breathe? Like, do do they suffocate if they're in a toy box, or are I they mean, fine? Jesse has panic attacks, like in in Toy Story of Terror. Yeah, she has he, panic yeah. attacks, but I don't she know. She can't breathe like, for a while, and she does say that too. She says, "I can't breathe." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. know toys had lungs." There's a, there's a harrowing sort of uh, implication with this film, isn't there? <laughs> and then I'm just going to bring this up now because I thought of it. There's that one Super Bowl commercial or some type of commercial oh, where Buzz yes. and Woody are eating popcorn. It was a it was a Super Bowl commercial for the movie Wally, actually. Oh yeah. Where for some reason they had Woody and Buzz in it, like sitting on a couch eating popcorn. And they're actually putting it in their Buzz mouth and eating a piece it. Of popcorn and eats it. <laughs> that was the most horrifying thing I had ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. I was like, what happens to the popcorn? <laughs> I don't it's, like to it, think about disturbing. these things. <laughs> You're like, I want out of this podcast. I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. I want to go talk about Miss Piggy or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now I can't get that out of my head. I'm like, they're yeah, eating sorry popcorn. About, sorry about that, everybody. We're going to destroy these films for everybody. It's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So at the one minute, seven second mark, what do you Sorry, sorry. Sorry, oh, I yes, need to go right ahead. Sorry, no, yes, go ahead. I just watched a bit where they shake hands. They don't shake hands. They literally just touching each other's hands, going <laughs> like up and down, up and down, and it oh, just yeah. again. Unless you were really looking at it, you wouldn't even notice it. But the animators haven't even intertwined their hands or anything like that. They've literally <laughs> just put one hand on top of the other and gone, just shake it. Oh my gosh! So that's harrowing as well. Buzz's arm is also cutting into his suit again when he shakes. Yeah, because his, his arms can't go that forward. <laughs> so 
So many cheats. Again, they just really didn't count on someone watching this movie with a fine-tooth comb. (laughs) They really didn't. Okay. So, at the one minute, seven second mark, Woody and Etch-A-Sketch are walking past each other when Woody notices that Etch has drawn Buzz. Woody stops and grabs Etch to get a better look, then glares over at Buzz, who is combing the troll doll's hair. Woody picks up Etch in anger and shakes him violently to erase the image of Buzz. I've got to imagine that's a that's a invas- like invading his privacy or invading his own personal space, just shaking him. I know, that's like, like violently abusing the poor Etch a sketch. Exactly right. I um, you know, <laughs> my 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 best friend is in a wheelchair, right? And I'm never just going to take her out of her wheelchair so I can just play with it. <laughs> oh, God. Like, just violating <laughs> human rights. Is there Etch a sketch rights in this world? Oh my gosh. I would hope so, considering that they have lungs and eat popcorn. You would think that they would have some type of like human rights. Sketch rights, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Etch a Sketch, he, all he can do is like walk around and, and draw on himself. He can't do much of anything else. And then even his walk is just a sad little waddle, this poor little thing. Well, that's <laughs> it. What does a toy need to come alive? Now, that's because that's a question that they look at in like that they think about at least a little bit in number four with Forky because Forky's mm-hmm. just trashed has been put together what does Etch-a-Sketch need to be alive like because he hasn't got eyes he hasn't got a mouth he can only communicate through his Etch-a-Sketchiness um are there some toys that aren't alive I'm See, that's think. concerning because you look at someone like RC right RC is a remote control car but with the remote, is the remote like control part of him? Is he is he, the remote control alive? Is that like just an accessory? Is that an appendage? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like the the alphabet blocks that they use. Yeah, are they alive? Yeah, they're not, they're not, they don't seem to be alive. I mean, Woody like stands on some during the during the staff meeting scene earlier on. He's got like the the Tinker Toy podium, and then he stands on on some alphabet blocks. I just want to say my favorite part about me making this point was watching uh, Bianca's face, where she just <laughs> sort of went like, "Oh, that, that, there's so many questions." <laughs> there's way too many questions for this movie. This is now becoming my least favorite movie because I'm going to be thinking about all this stuff. <laughs> well, something you can tell you what, like in future episodes, you guys can can you know create your hypothesis maybe future guests will come up with ideas and just let me know i'm gonna have to take a trip to california yeah i'm gonna just have to go to pixar and be like look y'all are gonna answer all these questions yeah yeah we'll just have I'll a list your of letter like, with me cool thank you <laughs> just have a list of like 25 questions be like right i'm not leaving until you've answered bang 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 <laughs> It's going to have to be like a three-day session because we yeah. have so many questions. <laughs> and the main one I want to know is do Etch-A-Sketches have rights? I, I mean, for Etch-A-Sketch's sake, I, I hope he does. Do you reckon when Woody does this and, you know, shakes him, do you reckon when Woody turns around, Etch-A-Sketch just like really quickly like draws a middle finger? <laughs> <laughs> or like something really like that he can't say because there's preschool toys present? <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he would be capable of that because later on he does draw a noose. Or does Mr. Potato Head draw that? 
Oh, maybe. No, I, Does I, Etch I, draw it for Mr. Potato I think Mr. Etch Potato draws Head. it for Mr. Potato Head. Maybe Mr. Potato Head threatened him, too. Dang. Who's the real <laughs> villain of this movie? <laughs> Didn't we, we, we talked uh, before in an episode that hasn't come out yet about Mr. Mike and how he can't. Oh, yeah, for he can't Mr. Talk. Mike. <laughs> he he's just like a vessel for the other toys to speak through. I think that one did just come out though. I think Oh yeah, that that, that one just week, released. Yeah. Yes, and he's but... got like a permanent smile on his face. Yeah. <laughs> he his poor face. I feel so bad for him. He looks a little soulless and he's just like I have to People have said the same of me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start calling you Mr. Mike. Yeah, great. <laughs> My middle name is Michael, so hey, it works. Oh, so it works perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I also want to point out how much Buzz is enjoying doing the hair of the troll doll. He looks like he's actually, like, got his license in <laughs> doing hair. <laughs> That's it. I kind of hope because, like, we've got this Lightyear mu- uh, movie coming out. Uh, is it next year or maybe the year after? I think it's which next is, year. Which next is, summer. like you know, that I guess the human that Buzz is based on. Um, I really hope, like, there's just a little bit in the, like, quick thing in the film where he has his, like, hairdressing license just to justify <laughs> this scene and why Buzz is so into it. That would be great. There's a lot of things that I want to see um, just so everything can make sense as to, like, why he's so adamant that he's not a toy. Like, to see how i guess heroic the actual buzz lightyear is just to kind of piece things together well that brings up then did the toys when they come out of the factory like did woody come out of the factory knowing he was a toy or did he come out of the factory thinking he was a cowboy because then why would buzz and all the buzz lightyears come out thinking they were real exactly and then I think, like, what if it's just the personality type of the toy? Like, since he's supposed to be heroic, but then you think of it and Woody and Woody's Roundup, he's supposed to be the hero. So maybe he did when he first was manufactured. And maybe after being played with, he realized, okay, I am a toy. This is how it's actually going to be. I don't know. Which, if he did, then that makes him even more of a jerk. Because if he's been, if the same thing happened to him, and now <laughs> he's not yeah. being understanding, he's buzz crap about it. Yeah, no, he's like, you know, I've gone through this. You're not going to go through it. Let's just really <laughs> dick you around. <laughs> That's probably what happened. He's like, no, no, this isn't happening again. But he's just going about it like the worst way possible. <laughs> Woody's a jerk. <laughs> he is. But you know what? Sassy Woody is my favorite Woody because he's such a jerk. And it's just so fun to see, like, the good guy and the protagonist just be an absolute, like, rude person to the other main character. Yeah, like, as as, as much as I like seeing his character growth over, like, the four movies, like, Sassy Woody is just... is. Uh, probably my favorite Woody, too. Yeah, he's a good Woody. At a minute and 16 seconds, Rocky, Snake, the Troll, Rax are all exercising using Tinker Toys. Buzz is using Robot like a treadmill, and Mr. Spell is keeping track of the calories Buzz has burned 
Mr. Potato Head tries to lift one of the Tinker Toys, but his arms pop out and he just falls backwards. And I feel that. Yes, I do too. I have no upper body strength at all. <laughs> so watching <laughs> both Rex and, uh, and Mr. Potato Head try to lift things up, I'm like, yeah, that's me. My upper body strength, it's like two wet noodles holding up a cement truck. <laughs> like, I've got the upper body strength of Stephen Same. Hawking, and that is a bad <laughs> And feel free to cut that gag if that's too much. Oh, um, my gosh. No, please leave it in. <laughs> but, yeah, I really just, I, I saw that and I'm like, oh, I, I 100% get how you feel because there's nothing going on up here. This scene has always bothered me because I'm like, why would a toy need to exercise? This is true. I feel like they put it in there just to make it look like Buzz is like the hero and he has to work out to stay strong. But literally all the other toys, they don't need this. And they know that they're toys, so they don't need to be doing this. Is, is it just support? Is it just like morale boosting for Buzz that they're doing this? Or, it, or it reminds me of another, of a line from Toy Story 4 that bothered me when Gabby Gabby like tells woody that he's in like really good condition for being so old or something like that mm-hmm. and he's like well i try to stay active and i'm like what are you talking about what does that have to do with anything <laughs> he's like i take my vitamins i eat my popcorn <laughs> well okay so on that you've got woody that's oh, not Woody. sorry uh buzz Lightyear working out and he's burnt it goes from 290 to 300 calories i like the fact that there's a um change that happens what calories is he burning off? Exactly. It's the popcorn calories, I'm telling popcorn you. Popcorn calories. Even then, popcorn's not that high in calories. So what's he working out? Also, like, how how is uh, Mr. Spell able to know how many calories he's burnt? Exactly. Or Mr. Spell's just making stuff up. Probably. Exactly. That's really what's happening. He's just like, oh, i got to look good for Buzz, so I'm going to tell him he's burned 300 calories. <laughs> Great. Can I get one of them? Exactly. I'm like, can I have a Mr. Spill? (laughs) I feel like the other toys might just be doing it just because, you know, they all really like Buzz and they just want to go along with whatever he's doing. Yeah. You would think, though, that after a while, they'd be like, okay, we need to kind of tell him now that he's a toy, but they keep going with it. And I'm pretty sure they would have kept going with it even at the new house. That's true. I hadn't really thought about that. Like, Woody's the only one who like tries to break through to him at all. But again, are they just doing it because it's fun to get a rise out of Woody? Like, God knows I've, <laughs> I've done things before purely because I know it annoys my friends. <laughs> like, I'll do something just to, like, niggle at them a little bit, just to, like, lob bombs mm-hmm. out and just wait until one of them explodes because um, I'm a great friend. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just doing that. Because, yeah, like like I think I said I in the last episode, I've got real like ham energy. Like I'd just be like, let's just let's just annoy him because it's fun for us, and we're bored and there's nothing else to do. Yeah, I can see that, and that makes more sense than them just being like, oh, be nice to him, and he'll get it eventually. Like these parents that just coddle their kids to the point where they're not functional as adults. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, especially Potato Head and Ham to a lesser extent, they're not nice characters. They're not nice people. So again, they're probably just doing it to like, this is really going to annoy Woody and that's going to make my day more fun. And I really relate <laughs> to that. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing, when uh, when Potato Head 
pulls, uh, goes to lift his weights and his arms fall out. He falls backwards. How does he get up? Because is it like a turtle? Because he's got no nothing to help himself. <laughs> his little stubbly feet can't pick him up. Do you reckon he just lays there for like 20 minutes until finally someone pays attention? Well, maybe he <laughs> does. Maybe he does because you know how each little body part moves separately, especially in Toy Story 4 when they like wiggle into the tortilla and they form oh, yeah, a yeah. new potato head. So maybe his arms just popped off of the thing and just wiggled their way to pick himself back up. No, I didn't even think of that. You make a good point. That's kind of terrifying, though, just seeing like little arms moving on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just thought about this. Like, Tinker toys aren't that heavy. They really aren't. So these toys are very weak. That's why they need (laughs) to be working out. This makes sense now. Can they build muscle mass? Did they run out of breath because they don't have lungs? Except for Rex. <laughs> Except for Rex. <laughs> it all he comes full circle. for the whole collective. <laughs> <laughs> At a minute 29 seconds, Woody pulls the checkerboard out from under the bed to play checkers with Slinky, but Slinky is busy helping Buzz move his ship. Woody gets so angry that he kicks the checkerboard, and one of the pieces bounces back against Andy's dresser and goes straight into his mouth. Like Woody needs anger management. He does. Oh, for sure. I really like Woody's eyebrows as well when he gets angry. Yeah. They are huge. <laughs> he has like RuPaul's Drag Race eyebrows going on. He does. They're like severely, overly animated. <laughs> um, now with the blocks, right? So I'm looking mm-hmm. at the blocks here. And they all have, like, a letter and a drawing on them. Yeah. But none of the letters and the drawings are, um, like, correlate to each other. I noticed hmm. that, too, and that kind of made me mad. <laughs> like, you've got I and a train. You've got G. Oh, it's I for, no, wait, never mind. I for train. <laughs> G, G for it. There's another train. There's a lot of trains. Um, C for pig. Uh, Z for kite. B for umbrella. I mean, I guess I can say there's an there's a B in umbrella. Um, yeah. So I mean, none of these correlate to each other. Is my just unless, overthinking this again? Unless it's one of those blocks that has one letter on one side and another letter on the other side. So like. The mm-hmm. picture actually correlates with the letter that we're not seeing, and then there's another picture that correlates with the letter that we are seeing. That right. could be. You and your logic. I, I'm sorry. I overthink get things. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, get out of your own show. Get out of your own show. This is mine now. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, they all just correlate, but that just bugs me. I think if I was a kid, I think my OCD would just go into overdrive, and I'd be like... <laughs> This doesn't make sense. Also, I feel like they've missed chances to like put in little references here and there, like with I the know. with the like initials or something like that. Or it could be initials for like I don't know who's E B Z or Z because I'm Australian. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge. That's about as far as I can get for that. Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge. <laughs> There's oh, I'm trying to think uh, what he did on this movie. Someone named. Eben Otsby, who worked at Pixar, who worked on this movie, I want to say he did like modeling or something like that, but that's an EB 
I mean, I don't know. quite possibly. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone with XZ. <laughs> but who knows? All right. So at a minute and 41 seconds, Buzz is scratching Slinky's chin and Slinky's tail is wagging and hitting Woody in the face. Woody pushes Slinky's rear end off the bed and he falls to the ground, which I'm just going to say right now, it makes me so angry that when Slinky's falling, Buzz is still trying to scratch and he's not (laughs) paying attention that he's falling. (laughs) Yeah, because his eyes are open. Like, they're only open a little bit, but they're open while he's doing it. So he should be able to see what's happening. And it's like, (laughs) can you not feel that you're not scratching the dog anymore? I mean, (laughs) are you just doing the motion thinking, like, I'm human? But again, it's um like grab him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't save the dog. Just let him yeah. fall. <laughs> but I think uh, you said before how much of a jerk Woody is to Slinky, and he's a yeah, real he jerk is. from here. He pushes him off a of bed. It's not like it's uh <laughs> like it's a nudge out of the way. No, I am yeeting you off this bed. <laughs> Which is, I feel it bad pretty... for Slinky. I don't, it, it's sad because it's like Woody or Slinky is w- one of. Like, probably the closest thing what he has, other than maybe, like, Bo, to, like, an actual friend in the room. He's, uh, he's the one who's, like, what's the the word I'm looking for? He's, like, during the staff meeting scene, when he's, when uh, everybody is, like, uh, why do we need moving buddies or whatever? And Woody, or Slinky is, like, trying to... You know, he's saying, you know, Woody's never steered us wrong before, all this, all that kind of stuff. He's, like, he's, like, the only one who uh, is actually, like, supporting Woody. Right, yeah, he's, like, his moral support. And you think about it, he's a dog, so dogs are man's best friend, so of course he's going to be loyal to Woody and think, like, well, you know, he's my friend, so he's not going to do anything wrong to anybody else. Except when he pushes him off the bed. We read a quote in one of our previous episodes from the book, which we like to call our sacred text, the Toy Story, the art making of the animated film, <laughs> where it was talking about how a lot of the toys' personalities are based on like their, their physical being. And I remember the thing it said about Slinky was that, because um, he's a pull toy, but he needs someone, like a leader, someone to like pull him along. That's deep. Which I feel too is like why he, when Buzz shows up, he, uh, he immediately is kind of ignoring Woody because you know Buzz is like the the new the new guy in the room that everyone loves, mm-hmm. and so like he's just kind of going along. Well, Buzz is such a natural leader as well, so maybe mm-hmm. Slinky just like, well, you're the new alpha. He's a dog. They always go for the alpha, like follow mm-hmm. the alpha. So that could be it. Um, I think I found the most unrealistic thing in this movie, though, <laughs> which is how can how is Slinky not tangled up just in general? Because like I've seen children in Slinkies. I had a Slinky when I was a child, and within ten minutes, that thing was irreversibly ruined. Yeah. <laughs> so how has that not happened yet? Well, think about the end of the movie where he's like. Um, oh, stretched really like far apart. Yeah, and how did he yeah, go back to that? That would have mangled up his poor little slinky so bad because I've done that where I've stretched it way too far, and then you try to bring it back, and it looks all like mangled and gross. 
Or like at the beginning of Toy Story 4, when they're like trying to rescue uh, RC. Oh, yeah. yeah. They use him. They stretch him so much. Do you think with Slinky, if you chopped him in half, would his back half still be alive? <laughs> I would think so, because in Toy Story 4, that little cat toy is still alive and he's severed in half. Exactly right. So would they then be the same person? Are they two different people now? Hmm. Because he's back, and I think in Toy Story 2, they're like, who's behind? Um, and, and he's like, mine. <laughs> mine, and his little bum walks up and then drops down, and it's almost like he's, they're waiting for it, like, all right, he's, he's really far behind. So, yeah, I don't know if his tail is meant to be like a separate character who's just connected to him. Well, and then in the outtakes of that movie, like after after it goes cut, he's like, "Oh, you're such a cute little bottom," <laughs> which is an energy that I really aspire towards. <laughs> Sometimes after a shower, I'll just turn around and go, "Oh, you cute little bottom." <laughs> That's not true at all. That just really makes me sound weird. Um, <laughs> great, great place for an awkward pause. after i said that (laughs) perfect i mean don't edit that out just leave the awkward pause in there (laughs) oh my gosh okay at a minute 48 seconds andy is putting his toys away in the toy chest he picks up woody and buzz looks at both of them and decides to take buzz to bed with him we see andy and buzz sleep asleep in the bed and the camera starts to pan over to the toy pop toy box and the clip ends there. I was going to say, Buzz doesn't seem like the most the most comfortable toy to sleep with. But then I remembered that I used to sleep with my, um, I don't know if you guys ever had uh, Rescue Heroes. Oh, I remember mm, Rescue yeah. Heroes, like, yeah. They were based off of a cartoon, but they're like basically just chunks of plastic. And I used to I used to sleep with my rescue heroes all the time. So I would sleep with anything that I was playing with. I would just go to sleep and if it was stabbing me in the eye when I woke up, then so be it. <laughs> uh what why can't you sleep with both? Exactly. That's a good question. My, when my, I was my, little I used to have like five things with me. <laughs> yeah. My nieces at one point my sister made one of my nieces take a bunch of toys off her bed because she couldn't fit in it anymore because that's how many <laughs> she had on there. It was crazy. So I don't know why you couldn't have just had like one around each arm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. What was your favorite toys as a kid? Like what was your favorite toy? I feel like I had different favorite toys at different times. Like I didn't have, you know, like Andy has Woody who seemed to be his favorite toy throughout his whole childhood. Okay. Let me um, ask you then in, I'll put it in a different way. Who would be the Woody of your toy room when you were a kid? Do you think you'd have a toy that would like, they're in charge? Like mine, for example, like this is, uh, isn't, unfortunately, isn't a visual medium. Um, but you can see over there, there's a little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's Mr. Bear Bear. I've had him since I was four years old. Mr. Bear Bear, because I was imaginative when I was four. <laughs> that dude has been. Uh, by my side for now 28 years. Uh, he, he he would have been the Woody of my bedroom. 
So, yeah, who 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 for you guys? I think for me, I have uh, I actually still have a lot of stuffed animals from when I was like four or five. My sister made for me a stuffed black cat out of one of my grandpa's socks. And the cat has little buttons for his eyes, but the buttons have little lines on them. So it looks like his little eyes are sad. So I loved my little sad black cat. (laughs) Yep, great choice. What was his name? Uh, I don't remember his name, but I remember that I would just look at him and I'm like, you probably can't see (laughs) because your eyes are slanted (laughs) like that. But I love that. I still have him. I, I love that cat to death. Nice. I I had and still have a stuffed golden retriever that I remember when I was like seven or eight years old, like walking through Toys R Us and seeing seeing it in like a big pile of stuffed animals and being like, I want that for Christmas. <laughs> and so I my parents actually actually got it for me uh that that year for Christmas and See, I was eight, so that would have been almost 18 years now. But his name is Ruffy because I was eight and didn't realize that that sounded like a diff- another word. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Lovely. That makes it even better now. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we have anything else to say about this clip? Just that the animation hasn't aged well. That's all. We mentioned it last yeah. time, but yeah, it's it's real. Forgive the pun, wooden. <laughs> now, I will say I am disappointed because I believe it's the next, like you guys will talk about it in the next episode, but it has my favorite joke of any uh, Toy Story film, is which is shark? when I'm Woody, howdy, howdy, howdy. Aha, aha, give me that. Yeah, that's what we have that as our as our header on all of our social media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best gag in all of Toy Story history. It is fantastic. I <laughs> yeah. love that scene. I remember quoting that so much when I was little. Me and my cousin just constantly to the point where my parents were like, "Can you please stop?" <laughs> yeah, my sister and I still do it. <laughs> that's great. Um, I've got something from the audio commentary for this movie. Uh, they said that originally there were different sequences. They were just going to have like different, instead of a montage, they were going to have different sequences showing like Woody losing his, his world and uh, like uh, Buzz becoming Andy's favorite toy. But Thomas Shoemaker, who was the senior vice president of feature animation at Disney at the time, suggested using a song and doing it as a montage. I think they made a really good choice with that because doing separate scenes would have been more like, okay, get to the point. So doing a montage with a song that's catchy, it's my favorite song, you know, um, it just makes it flow better. It keeps the attention of the children and it's something that's not going to be like mind numbingly boring for the parents to watch too. Well, like I think we said, this is an 81 minute film. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel overstuffed, which is nice. Like, it goes on 80 minutes, which isn't that long of a movie at all. But it doesn't feel, but everything feels um, necessary. And it doesn't feel like there's any um, fat to trim. Whereas yeah. I think had they kept in separate scenes, it would have been a little bit like, yep, yeah, we get the point. Let's move on. Yeah, just keep going. And, you know, it's not 
unnecessary filler, in other words. Yeah. Um, I was also going to mention there's a demo version of Strange Things uh, that was on the Legacy Collection release of the Toy Story soundtrack. It's kind of interesting to hear. It's basically just Randy Newman playing the song on piano. Um, if I can find it on on YouTube, I will put it in the show notes so people can listen to it. Now, also, I know I know you've heard this, Bianca, but the version of Strange Things from the Toy Story Sega Genesis game is amazing. It oh, is. really? It's great. It's a lot of fun. Yes. All right. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to go and uh, have a listen to it. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's really neat. I'll put that in the show notes, too. That's all I have. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jared, for being on our podcast again. And is there anything else that you would like to plug? Uh, no, just as I did last week, uh, com. I talk a lot about Muppets. Uh, I believe by the time this comes out, uh, you can watch me interview Gonzo and Pepe uh, for Muppets Thought Adventure. Go see, uh, go watch Muppets Thought Adventure as well, which will be out by the time this is out. I've seen it. It's fantastic. Um, uh, and go watch me do silly interviews. I've interviewed a lot of Muppets over the years and... It never gets old. It's a real bizarre moment, even over Zoom. Like, I've had to do a few of them over Zoom, and it still blows my mind how easily I can forget that there's a human being underneath the puppet. <laughs> it's real yeah, easy your, to forget. Your Muppet interviews are very fun to watch. Thank you. I try to make them a little bit, uh, a little bit different. Um, this Gonzo Pepe one's really good. Uh, you know, I'll give you two a little teaser. You haven't seen it yet. But uh, Gonzo <laughs> does a Pepe impression. Oh, and fun. Uh, Pepe's response gets a genuine laugh out of uh, Dave Goals, who's performing Gonzo, <laughs> and it's genuinely really, really funny. So I'm quite proud of it. I had to be up before 6 a.m. for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> because they were doing a press junket. I got four minutes, and I had to be up uh, before 6 a.m. to do it. Wow, so I'm that's very crazy. tired. If you watch it, I have bags <laughs> under my eyes because I've been awake about 10 minutes, enough time to jump in the shower, jump out, and get dressed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So please go see that. That'll be on uh, toughpigs.com or youtube.com slash toughpigs. Yes, everyone go check that out. Yes, please. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye, gang. Bye.